Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. What is going on, guys? You're listening to the HSP Podcast. I am Jeff Martin alongside the trendsetter, Brian Berga. What an interview we have for you guys tonight. Joining us right now is Matt Perino. Hot Mike. What is going on, dude? How are you? Chilling, man. I'm good. What's good with you guys? Uh, listen, I could not give you as good an uh, introduction as you give. Uh, <laughs> he he doesn't fighters. have the vocal cords for so it. So I don't have it. I, could, I, I was thinking about it, but then I didn't want to mess up this interview and lose my voice, dude. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are live! From the High Spot Podcast from YouTube. Something like that. Something like Bro, that. that is awesome. That is Something awesome, like man. Listen, one of the reasons why I'm excited to do this interview, dude, is because your story is the kind of stories that I love hearing, dude, because Great, it's all about yeah. taking chances, brother. And so just to give the uh, viewers and listeners a little bit of a backstory here, dude, you basically just were a point where you're like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. And I'm just going to go ball. You know, I'm going to go balls to the wall. And I'm going to do my thing with Jorge Masvidal. And just talk about the backstory, man. When did you realize, that, you know, it's time I got to do something, man. I got to I gotta, I gotta take control of my life here. And I got to move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, well, so, like, it, it's pretty crazy because, so, like, so I live in Las Vegas. So we've had all the... Um, UFC expos here since 2009. So it was almost like every year too. It was like, oh, nine, 10, I think 11, 12, and then it skipped to 13, all this, all this stuff. Right. But anyway, um, I, w- I would always do the uh, announcing during the UFC pay-per-views and it got to the point where like all my friends are like muting the television and they're like, Oh, you just do it. You like, you just do it. I, but I was like, I want to hear Bruce. Like, you know what I'm saying? But everyone got a kick out of me just doing my thing. So uh, fast forward, I've also met Bruce like three times as well, which is an interesting story. Um, But anyway, so yeah, fast forward, um, I was doing an MMA podcast in uh, 2020, I believe. No, 2019. I think it was 2019. Pretty sure it was 19. Yeah, because 2020 was just a disaster. Anyway, that's the year that did not exist. Let's be honest, right? So uh, yeah, 2019, I was an MMA podcast. And uh, when I got brought on, it was because of my knowledge for MMA and things like that. And I was really cool with, you know, with my friend and, and we were just a really good sidekick back and forth. Like, you know, we just had a really good time on the podcast. Well, after the podcast, I would always do the intro for the fighters and everyone just seemed to love it. So I've been doing this for like, since like 2008, 2009, it's been going on a long time. So like I'm 30, I'm about to be 33 in April. So, yeah, so it's, it's been a long time coming. Uh, the thing with Mazadal was what was crazy was coming out of the pandemic, um, I needed to start making money again and stuff like that. And I was actually an Uber driver. Uh, but with everything going on, I kind of didn't want people in my vehicle. 
So I was like, well, let's just do food delivery. So I just, I just signed up for DoorDash. Didn't even think about it. It was the first week and my homegirl was like, Masvidal is doing a bottle signing at uh, Lee's Liquor. You should come through. And the rest is history. I went through. Luckily, she said something. And uh, I remember right before I was like third in line. So it was like he hadn't even met anyone yet. And she's like, you going to do it? So shout out to Katie. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, of course, I'm going to do it. Right. Like, who cares? But he just ate it up. And he looked right at his manager and was like, hire this kid for for GFC. So. So, yeah, man, the rest is history. It's just absolutely crazy, bro. I'm just a super regular guy. And that's it, dude. I love this business. I also love wrestling. I know you guys talk about wrestling too. So, uh, both wrestling and UFC fan, pretty hardcore. Well, you'd say both go hand in hand, basically, right? Wrestling and MMA, and they've kind of garnered the same path. I mean, the classic Jail Sonnen uh, promo on Anderson Silva, you absolutely oh. suck. I mean, that oh. was taken exactly from pro wrestling. But before, before you get into that, though, and the similarities between the two and, and the obvious differences, though, mm-hmm. and the merger that these two are, are always going to be linked together, I, I could only imagine from my perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, there must have been some nerves going into it because you, you never know what's going to happen, right? But you know, you 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 gave it a shot, you took your yeah. shot, and it happened. But building up to it, you're seeing you're getting closer to malls at all. You're you're third in line. What kind of nerves were building up when you were about to do this? You know, it's so weird, bro. Like so, like I, like I've been in front of people since I was young. Like when I was 14, I was in a I was in a metal band. And I was like the lead guitar player. So even like ever since high school, I'm used to performing in front of people. It really doesn't shock my nerves. And like to be, to do like, I don't know, whatever you would want to say, like something like something embarrassing or whatever. I have no problem being the center of the joke or anything like that. Like, so people and crowds don't really make me nervous at all. But but to your point though, the buildup before he got there, Mm-hmm. It, you get a little nerve wracking because you're like, dang, like Mazel's about to be here, you know, or who or whoever. Like even when I did it with Chuck Liddell and uh, Gilbert Burns, like when you're sitting in line, you sweat a little bit. But I think it's just because like I care about, you know, like I don't sound like shit or something like that, you know. But besides that, there really isn't any nerves. When it's go time, I almost like black out. It's like an out of body experience, and like just, just, just the love takes over, dude. And I. And that's why on Chael's podcast, he actually talked about me when all that, when that video went viral and uh, he was like, this kid's just got passion and it's just, it's true. Like, I just love it so much and it just, and it just comes out. So, so nerve wise, yeah, not, not really too much, but leading up though, you tried the build up, the anticipation for it kind of maybe a little bit too, but when it came go time, you were 100% ready to go. Hey, Chael brought up a great point, right? You know? passion that's something in pro wrestling for example and especially in mixed martial arts you can't you can't create it just has to come organically to a certain extent you can't 100%. fake it basically you, you can't fake it dude you're an mma fan you 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 love what you do you love the sport so you're a fan and that gives you the edge up because you know you have that passion and what i wanted to right. say to you is you know, luckily you're like you were third in line, right? Because if you're like twentieth, twenty fifth, you got time to think about it, and you have time True. to be like, you got time to be like, all right, you know, what? maybe not. But where I give credit to you is because you would have lived with regret had you not done it, right? So you'd be like, man, if I didn't do this, you know, there's a lot of people that will talk. Like, what was the point but, of it all, basically? Yeah, there'll people talk it. You did it. Yeah. So, so that's the thing too that's admirable, dude. Because you know. 
you can say it and you can talk about it, hype yourself up, and you don't do it, you live with that regret, dude. And that's why like your story is awesome because look look at the doors that have opened for you now, right? So if crazy. you hadn't done it, it's crazy. Yeah. The the interesting part is I, I have always done it though, and it just never mattered and yeah. stuff like that. Like, especially when like when I was on my podcast and I did it, like nothing ever happened. Like this has been going on for a long time. Like this easily could have blown up, but I, I truly believe, I truly believe two things. One, Mazadal, he's such a superstar and he's got such a following and he's such a big pay-per-view star and the, and his reaction, cause it's all about reaction, right? Yeah, yeah. So his reaction was amazing. The fact that he was like, hire this guy right now. I think that's what made it so crazy. And, um, yeah, it, it's nuts, dude. And and my TikTok basically like just exploded. And I was like, hurry up and like deleting like old stuff. Cause I like I had like a comedy TikTok. So yeah. shout out to whoever's got those videos saved. They're gold. You can probably use them against me one day. But uh yeah, I just like it, it's just crazy, like the way the whole thing happened. So the the fact that I did it, I always do it, but the fact that this one mattered the most. I wouldn't have known what I was missing, you know, because if I didn't do it, my life just would have been the same. So I really like wouldn't have known. It's just crazy how much has happened just from doing this one video. So now, yeah, I take the chance all the time. I don't know if you guys know this, but the Gilbert Burns video and the Chuck Liddell video, um, I did those guys during um, International Fight Week, and that went crazy too. Not as crazy as the Mazadal one because like, like I knew something special was with the Mazadal video because it blew up so bad. Like I remember getting, I remember posting it. It was uh, Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland, and right after that fight, I lost all my UFC bets because I'm a terrible better. <laughs> and uh, basically, um, by the time I left, I posted it, left my house, just got some food down the street. By the time I came back, it was already at like fifty thousand views in like yeah. ten minutes, and I was like, something's not right. And by the time I went to bed, it was like half a million. And then when I woke up, it was over a million, but I had like ESPN, Barstool Sports, like just all these places, like all these major like uh, Instagram profiles and all this. It picked up people for wanted you, right? to post it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, like ESPN wants to post. Like I made ESPN. Like that's huge. Yeah, like period, bro. So yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, of course, you talked about the Liddell one, and of course, uh, also with uh, Justin Gaethje and uh, Andre Arlovsky. You got tons of them, bro, and I was looking- I'm waiting for the Conor McGregor one. That, I mean, that'd be the, <laughs> the, the world the is waiting two. for Conor, for That's sure. That's Black Swan, the one you're waiting for, the Conor it's, McGregor one. It's huge. Um, so yeah. um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the, the podcast that I used to be on, um, my buddy is the Conor McGregor impersonator. And he's gone, oh, really he's gone super viral. Oh, he's gone viral too. It's uh, was it the What Happens Here podcast? Yes, that- it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so shout out to Marcus. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so Marcus kind of that was like his thing, and I ended up like coming in to help him with questions. Like that's it, and then everything just blossomed. You know, we would drink a shitload of proper twelve on the podcast, and <laughs> th- things got loose, but it got funny. Like there was really funny moments. Especially stuff that like he took out, you know, this is kind of like a like a secret kind of, but like we had Kevin Lee on and he ended up dumping the proper twelve out on the floor. Oh. And it just little moments like that was just gold. Like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, but yeah, so it's crazy how, how life works. 
it's crazy how it works, but it's also it, like to talk to you right now, c- considering all the stuff that's happened, everything that's gone viral, viral for you, and it doesn't really seem to have changed your outlook, your personality on things too, in terms of opportunities you might be getting, people who are reaching out to you that you never thought you yeah. you, you knew they you they that they knew you existed type of thing. Yeah. But you know, when it comes to this, you know, I joke with Jeff sometimes because we go to a lot of wrestling conventions, and we actually want to start getting involved more in MMA. I love MMA. I can't say I'm a die hardcore fan, but I'm I do a novice. love that. He's, Jeff's a novice. It's the combo. It's the package. It's combo of both, too. But there are still times in this moment where I, where Jeff and I were interviewing a talent, whether they'd been in WWE or WCW, or they're currently you know, a really hot commodity. And I'm sitting to myself, man, I'm really talking to this individual. And I kind of mark yeah. out for a few seconds, but then strictly back to business because I'm the trendsetter for a reason. You know, I got to keep it professional. You got to um, keep it cool, man. You got to keep it cool, man. man. Exactly. Yeah. Stash, Stash doesn't lie, man. You got to keep it cool. 24 7, 365. It's a difficult, difficult job to have. You know, I, I do it proudly because I'm like, I really understand. But, but uh, in terms of that, is there any certain person out there that you still feel like you can mark out to if you ever met them? I mean, would Connor be one of those? George St. Pierre would be one of those? Yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, Connor, for sure. You know, yeah. there's certain entities. I ha- So I got a good story for you, but we'll, we'll try to keep on this subject. So yeah. so this thing right here, this is yeah. the story right here. This is the Dana White cardboard cutout. So basically the Nelk boys were doing, and, and by the way, I've met a ton of wrestling, uh, like wrestlers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to meeting these types of people. Uh, I watched wrestling since I was like seven. And I went That's to like great. the last six WrestleManias. Who's your favorite growing up? Who's your favorite? Stone Cold. I Stone mean, Cold? Yeah. Geez, like the guy is just captivated. Stone Cold, Kane, Undertaker. I love the Ministry of Darkness when he did that. Like that was really good. Team. He, might, he might be coming back. You may be coming back this year. Really? Don't cold. Yeah, yeah rumors. I heard about that. It makes sense. But you know what? They said that in 2016, too. And then he came back and just did a couple stunners of bounce. WWE That's enough, really. Bro. That's they, enough for us. <laughs> yeah. They, they need something to happen so bad. I don't know what they were thinking with getting rid of all this talent. I don't know if Vince was maybe planning on selling it and he was cutting the payroll. Whatever happened, all the talent's gone. And now they're kind of looking around going, what do we do? Well, if Austin came back, I'm buying a ticket. Like, you know, so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the whole thing with that. But yeah, but every WrestleMania, I've always met a lot of people. I've met Ric Flair a bunch of times. Um, so I've met these captivating, polarizing figures. So anyway, they were doing the Howlerhead contest. And it was basically just take a picture of you buying Howlerhead. And they're going to select one random lucky schmuck. And he's going to fly out to Vegas, and get front row and jada da 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 so I have a friend who works at the liquor store and um, he ended up having this poster or this cardboard cut out. And uh, I was like, Hey, I th- I need that for a video. He's like, come take it. I'm like, yes, like, yes, here we go. So I took it and I was with my friend. I'm like, what are we going to do with this thing? And I was like, I have a great idea. I was like, let's take this thing into bars. Let's take this thing like everywhere. Let's like stick it out of the roof of my car. Like, let's just get ridiculous with it and just make, an absurd video because that's the only way to get attention nowadays is to just do something completely ridiculous to where everyone's like, what the fuck, you know? And it worked. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's on my Instagram, but yeah, we went through like in and out. I fed them cheeseburgers. I took them into a bar. I strapped the face mask on them. I was like, we're vaccinated. Don't worry. Like all this stuff. So um, yeah, dude, like it, it was just a ridiculous video. So while I was doing the Justin Gaethje video and Rose and Andre Arlovsky in that week, 
the Howlerhead PR team was really cool with me. And they're like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. And I met this girl, uh, Laura, and and I showed her and she was like, I'm going to send it to Dana right now. And I was like, oh, my God, like, hell yeah. Like, send him that shit, awesome. right? But I have already sent Dana the video and I saw that he's that he watched it, but he didn't say anything. So, you know, it's the boss. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then when yeah. she sent it to him, I was like, okay, this is a real thing. And then we, I was at the weigh-ins and I was just in the crowd and I get a, and I get a message and they're like, Hey, Dana wants to meet you. I was like, Oh my God, like no wow. way. And they pulled me out of the crowd and I met him and meeting Dana was the first time that it was like legit. Like, I can't believe this is happening. You know, and you get that, you get a small feeling like that. Like I felt that way with Masvidal as well, but I have been trying to meet Dana for so long. I mean, this is years built up. This yeah. is like, this is since like 2004. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I just, this one guy is evading me. And when, when he was in front of me, dude, I like couldn't even believe he was there. It looked like an AI, like video <laughs> game. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I, I didn't even know what to say. And he's just looking at me smiling. And I'm just looking at him smiling. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Like, like what's up, Dana? No. What's up, my boy? Like, so, I mean, yeah, he's such a fucking down-to-earth guy, too. He's so nice. He's so real, dude. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like the money never really changed him. Like, he's just such a cool dude, man. Like, he could totally be more arrogant or standoffish, but he seems like he responds to a lot of people, which is really dope. And that's how I want to be if anything were to happen like that, if I were to become, like, super famous or anything like that. Like, it's fucked up to, like, you know, ignore people and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but but again, it, what he's done and what he's accomplished as a career, I could understand from your vantage point the buildup you've created in this uh, this this persona, this person in Dana White. For sure. And you know, to hear that, to hear it referred back, and I've heard it from a lot of people too that Dana is very nice guy, he's very cool, very laid back, just very real is the main word you always get all the time with him. So but it's mm -hmm. great, but man, everything he's done, how could you not kind of just gloat and be amazed by this man and what he's done in terms of purchasing the UFC, what he created, what he did with the Fertitas, and then selling the UFC, and now where he is now. It's a global landscape. It's not even close to where it needs to be. But how funny is it, right, that the UFC has now come into my opinion, although they're still creating great money fights, right? Sure. But it's kind of turning into the WWE now. It's like, where are we going to get more money fights here? Are we going to bring people back from retirement? Stuff like that. It kind of has the same feeling to what WWE is because it's Vince McMahon. Because it's, it's great that you put out every week, you get, put out great matches, right? Sure. And then you try to build the best ones possible, instant gratification. Mm -hmm. But then... The negative the downfall is that okay, I've built this fight now. I have now, you know, going down the road to other ones. It's kind of tough to build up a card. Yeah, We're talk about the upcoming card two seventy two because your boy's on it. Woo. But uh, but uh, yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think you think that they have to like make more stars? Do you think that you know the new ones are Th that's up and the coming? key word, Jeff? Yeah. Stars. Yeah. There has a problem right now where you have the main guys like Roman Reigns, but where problem. Brock Lesnar, where are the other stars out there? Right. That's the big question we all ask ourselves. For for UFC, if you were to honestly ask me as a casual fan, right? Because I, I do enjoy UFC, mixed martial arts, I watch Bellator, bare knuckle fight, I watch a lot of stuff too. But if you look at UFC, I think of one name only that pops in my head: Conor McGregor. Where yeah, are the other big names out there? Yeah, Connor did a really good job at, at, at talking the trash, walking the walk, calling his shots. Babe Ruth that said it's going right there, bang, knocked it there. And I think he's polarizing, especially towards like us Americans. You know what I'm saying? Like Snoop Dogg said it the best. He's like, those those guys come from another country and they got that accent. 
and you'll do nothing and all this, and I'll snap your head off the canvas and all this shit. Like that, sh- <laughs> we love that shit. Like as Americans, it just sounds better. So, but to answer your question about the stars, yeah, for sure. It's, but I also think the difference between wrestling and UFC is wrestling. It's very hard to create a star because even like, look how long they've been building up Roman Reigns, yeah. right? And they just literally shoved him down our throat for like seven years. And now finally people are like, oh my God, Roman Reigns, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what the fuck happened? Like we (laughs) hated him. We just booed him out of the arena last year. And now the guy is like mega superstar. Like when I see uh, videos of him on TikTok, people are like backing this guy like crazy. But it's because they jammed him down our throat so long. He's like the guy. So I think it's harder to make stars in wrestling than UFC. Uh, one point I can make is Hamza Chemaev. They didn't do anything to make Hamza a star at all. The only thing, they just gave him normal matches. They never gave him mic time. There never was an interview where you were like, oh my God, this dude's so good. He just beat the shit out of people. And everyone's like, damn, like that dude, that dude's hardcore. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's what we like as, in my opinion, that's what we like as UFC fans and MMA fans. Whoever is just a guy just winning is just is a star in general, right? Nobody likes a loser, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I think Connor went through that for a while. He just beat everyone for so many years, and uh, he just became just an icon now. And especially after that Mayweather fight, it went, like, really global, like, because everyone knows who Mayweather is. So that was a that was a perfect pedestal for him to do that. But I think Mazadal is literally right there. Like when he when he knocked out Ben yeah. Askren, it just was like, like yeah. In terms crazy. of his, his stock, has his stock kind of lost when he, when he lost to Usman the way he I did the manner in which he did? Because I, I know sometimes in wrestling, wins and losses don't really matter in wrestling, but it's the manner in which you lose in wrestling sure. that matters. It's just the perception of the audience. Do you think sure. the way Masvidal got knocked out or is it was in Florida, right? And is his hometown of Miami, right? Uh, yeah, of everybody. Does that hurt his stock? For a guy like Masvidal, I'm going to say no. And the only reason why is he is just – okay, look for where he, where he came from. The Kimbo Slice days, right? The YouTube videos, right? Where I think they called him – I think they called him Ponytail or something. Like that was like his nickname. Yeah. But he's super hood. Like he's so down to earth. He's so fucking cool, bro. And I think he relates to fans. And that's what it's all about, relating to people. Right. If you can. can, Oh, so true. So true. That's relatability. Yeah, that's 100 percent. Plus, he also did some AEW stuff, too. So he was involved in that, too. He did some AEW, did a crossover. I think he knows. I think he knows the game of marketing. Right. I think he knows what's in, what's awesome and stuff like that. And those kind of guys will succeed. Look at Conor McGregor. You like his attitude and he can back it up and you can't, you know, and then people pay to see him get the shit beat out of him, too. So he knows how to play the game. Guys like Masvidal know how to play the game. I just think uh, another thing, too, that I think right now is coming up in the UFC is – is and I didn't even notice this, too. I didn't even uh, – was made aware of it, but the pay scale uh, is all of a sudden becoming a major issue with the UFC. And, you know, everybody wants to get paid. You see NBA players getting paid, NFL players a little bit, MLB players, forget about it. We all wish you were baseball players, right? But it seems like yeah. right now, all of a sudden, there's been a issue with the pay scale. And we were talking about Dana White. We think, obviously, he's got to do what's best for his business. And we also have to take side of these guys that take beatings all the time. Right. Where do you stand on that, dude? Like, you think there's an issue? You think it's something that can be settled? Where do you think it goes moving forward? 
That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Well, first of all, I blame Jake Paul for, for all that. Yeah. He, oh, he's, yeah. He's he the one that just work. stirred all that shit yeah. up. Nobody was even looking. They were looking this way and they're like, huh, Jake Paul, fighter pay? Oh, yeah, he's right. What the fuck? But you know what? Everyone's comparing too much stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of can't com- Okay, Mayweather. How do you compare to a fighter in UFC making $300 million? No. You, like Dana, that does have a point though. You have to generate this amount of money. Now I'm not going to like pick sides here. Cause I don't want to be like absolutely ridiculed on the internet or anything like that. No, yeah, no, that's ridiculed. But, um, yeah, that never happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, never. These guys, these damn MMA fans are the best. <laughs> yeah, the internet's yeah, fair. They're fair. People are good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely fair. But until you, disagree, I, until you disagree with them. And then once you disagree with them, oh, forget it. Don't, <laughs> then you She's get like, so much heat on you. It's nuclear. But yeah, that's fair. I don't want to put you in a tough spot, but no, 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 I, you're good. I, I, go, I go in the middle, dude. I'm in the middle on this kind of stuff, dude. I see it from the uh, business side and I see it from the fighter side. So I, hey, if you're the same way, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not, or I'm going to think you're ducking the question at all. No, it's no, just- no. I, I look at it two different ways. The, the first way I look at it is how much revenue is really being generated, right? Because everyone talks about revenue, 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 revenue. Okay. Okay. Well, if Conor McGregor fought Dustin Poirier, right, and it made let's say the company made $50 million at night with the gate and pay-per-view 50 million. Right. And then if they gave Connor like three and Dustin, like one, let's just say they spent 5 million. Right. And then they kept 45. That's different. So how much revenue is really being generated here? Cause that word is getting thrown right. around a lot revenue. So in boxing, the revenue is crazy because boxing has been around for a long time. So he's like, like the Mike Tyson days, like 1996, like shit like that. The older folks transition because I have family members that don't watch UFC, but they're crazy into boxing. And if like Mike Tyson fought, like it's like, like huge, like everyone's buying that thing. So you really have to think like, what's the revenue and uh, what, who's being paid? What? Like Adesanya just signed a new contract and it's rumored that he's making like, I don't know. It was like, I don't know. It was like, what? it was like one or 3 million or something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. crazy I heard. So it really just depends. And it's different sports too. Like you guys are talking about, like you can't look at like what a guy's making in NFL and compared to a guy in baseball. It's just two different, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Connor made a hundred million dollars in boxing. Connor only makes 3 million in UFC. You don't hear Connor being like, where's my hundred, th- where's my hundred million dollars. Right. So yeah. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a really weird, like, thing but i feel like it's being changed and i feel like Adesanya was the first chess move right because if, if he's now making that much money watch all these other players you know start jumping yeah. i think john o'malley's next i think o'malley was talking about the two fights left on his contract and then you know once once he gets a new contract we'll, we'll see because o'malley is top 13 or excuse me one and two sorry He's first. He's ranked first and second. Sorry about that. Yeah, but yeah, once uh once we see what O'Malley makes, especially a guy not even in the top ten, then you'll really be able to gauge. But there's so much bonuses and stuff too. I mean, yeah. let let's be honest, guys. Right? Like, I mean, someone could come in this room right now and just knock me out for fifty grand. No, I'm not going to complain at all. Yeah. See, so it depends on how you. Oh, I would. It. I would love to be paid the minimum here. I would love to be paid the minimum in my life, rather but, than worry about bonuses but, but, and performances but, 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 but for, for, the the star, for the stars that are you know sure. that are training and that they're living this stuff. Whatever, yeah, and they've they, dedicated they just, their livelihood to this particular craft. I can understand it because again, it's not like um, 
it is a sport, but it's not really it's something like, for example, you play basketball for a long period of time. You can have a long career in basketball, your your life, your your shelf life in in football or any other sport is different. Yeah. This is you can legitimately die in there and really oh, get yes. hurt where all that's not worth it. So you want you want it to be worth it. You want it to be worth the money. Although you know if you do get injured, you can't really enjoy it. But it brings back a point you just yeah. made. Real quick. Sorry, Jeff. Not really. <laughs> I made a point. You just made. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dude. Never sorry. Never, never sorry. Never, 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 never apologize for anything this guy does. No. But um, you brought a great point though. The Paul brothers can't stand them, right? But here they they're doing something very innovative because they're they're forcing people to pay to watch them fight. Though Force they're not professionals. People. To get them, to either get them, have them get killed, or see if they can beat these fighters or, or former MMA fighters to coming in to box. As much as we might dislike them, they have brought this to our attention, though. More so eyes on the it's sport, right? more eyes to no. the sport, whether it be boxing or MMA, because people are talking about it more. So, isn't that necessarily a positive thing? For yeah, the, it, it's so all marketing, though. Too, though. You know, I feel like they because the the Paul brothers were so big on YouTube. Right. And then like when they started boxing now, it's OK. So if you have like five million subscribers on you, like if Mr. Beast, can you imagine if Mr. Beast had a boxing match with somebody? Yeah. It would be yeah. huge. The guy has like so many platforms. I just saw the picture the other day. He's got like 20, 30 platforms. It's like Mr. Beast Gaming, Mr. Yeah. Beast this, Mr. Beast that. And all of them have like millions. I think he has like, well, 100 million Subscribe something ridiculous. Ridiculous. If that guy, if everyone gave that dude a dollar, he'd yeah. be just insanely rich. So yeah, so the, I think the Paul brothers just came over, and realistically, the fan base followed, and basically, yeah. like that's what's generating all the money. Then they got the UFC guys on board, and now they're now they're cherry picking UFC fans because now we're like, oh, like. Right, like when Askren right. fought him, I was like, I don't know, but when Tyrone Woodley fought him, I was like, Tyrone's gonna smash this motherfucker for sure. And the fact that he keeps winning is what's really, you know, yeah, doing the deeds. But secretly, I heard Jake Paul's a really nice guy, though. I, I heard, um, yeah, because it's all an act here. Like, I mean, yeah. they saw these things, and and the, the way Jake talked about Connor's family, and just he it's, wants it's, that it's, it's promotion. Some, it's, exactly, he'll take the heel heat, right? He wants. Sure. To that's what's going to attract people. If you tickets, like the man. guy, I'm he's like, all right. Deal. But if I want to go to see him, and that's oh, yeah. why to me it's so much fun. I'd rather be the heel than a good guy because I want people to fucking hate me. They, I want people to come to the well, arena. Well, not just hate you, Jeff. Pay to watch pay, you. Exactly. Yeah. Pay to get my ass kicked. Listen, man. Tons of respect for you, dude. I can your resume right now because I want to give you props here. Uh, it got your Masvidal thing got you stuff with the Gamebred Fighting Championship. Mm -hmm. You've yeah. done stuff with High Roller, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, so I think I'll be there this weekend too. On Pluto TV and YouTube, uh, you can catch that there. Uh, so Matt, props to you. You're doing stuff with Howlerhead Whiskey as well, right? Howlerhead, so, uh, yeah, exactly. you're the bottle right here. Right there. <laughs> exactly. Wow, well, sign Uncle Dana bottle right there. Now we can tag Howler Whiskey on it too. So uh, that's awesome. Let him know. Folks, that is called product placement. You always, you always got to have it with you, man. You never know when you're gonna plug it. So I'm gonna, I'm giving you Matt props, dude, because this is a really inspirational story about the way you shot up as far as ever since the whole Masvidal uh thing that you did. So. Two from two more for me in closing, dude. You did a I, I saw it on YouTube, a killer heel promo on Bruce Buffer. And I kinda oh, with, I saw that. Oh, with mm -hmm. insinuating, you know, and you did it great, man. You were a true heel. How did he react when when uh when he saw you uh because you think imitation is a form of flattery, but not right. people think that. So did you get yeah, any I, any uh 
first of all, I had one too many drinks when that when that promos came out. But um, that that was actually never supposed to even happen. What happened was, it was right after the show, and um, we were in the room, and I was with with the Fight Bananas media team, and they were like, "We should we should do an interview right now." I was like, "No, we shouldn't." <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, we should, we should." I was like, "Okay, whatever." And obviously, it was classic wrestling promo like classic there's really a lot good of dude really good dude there's really a lot good. of sarcasm in it yeah. but then there's a lot of truths you know honestly like i was just really surprised first of all i was shocked when dana or bruce even knew about me i was in denial for so long that either of them saw this and you know all my friends are like dude they saw it like there's tens of thousands of people tagging bruce buffer tagging dana white everyone's tagging them they for sure saw you i'm like nah they didn't see it they didn't see it but I was surprised of the backlash from Bruce because at first it was really, really negative. And he was just like, I mean, I, I don't want to say too much, but he, you know, he was not happy. And, um, you know, and he was just like, the kid just needs to totally just stop. And then when you went on the Ariel podcast on the MMA hour, which was like a couple months later or something like that, Ariel kind of throw him on the spot. Classic Ariel. Classic Ariel Hawani questions, putting mm -hmm. him in the hot spot, putting him in mm -hmm. the hot seat. And he's like, what do you make of this? And then basically Bruce, long story short, was like, he should get his own gimmick. And if he ever says it's time, I'm going to sue the shit out of him. So I was like, okay. Yeah, but they're, they're very protective of their and I brand, I guess. That, yeah, I yeah. Like that trademark, all that mm -hmm. stuff, like totally respect it. But, you know, when I did Masvidal's thing and I told him that, I was like, I'm never going to say his stuff. Like that was yeah, never yeah. the plan. Right. Like. I was like, did, did the whole world expect me to like jump on the mic and literally like just riff, riff, just say his stuff? I was like, because that's not true. Because I already knew there would be repercussions if I did that. So yeah. everything was changed. I came up with the uh, Get Ready for Violence, which I really feel is only appropriate for Masvidal's promotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not very like public trade company phrase. Get ready for yeah. violence. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, so I was really surprised that I even caught his attention, let alone put him in a spot to where he had to say something. And then when, when I did go to UFC in December uh, for that um, Poirier Oliveira card, uh, Bruce walked by me and I was like, Hey Bruce. And he kind of like looked and like, kind of like cold shouldered me and just like kept walking. I was like, Oh shit. Wow. I was like, yeah. damn, that was brutal. So yeah, I mean, you know, that, that was just, um, that was just a funny little uh, promo. I thought the fans would like that and shit like that. But I just, yeah, I, just, I feel like he shouldn't care. And I would love for him to, like, bring me up, right? Because, you know, when I met Dana and I met um, uh, uh, Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby, they were like, oh, my God, like, we love it. Like, it's spot on. Like, everyone likes it. Like, everyone's yeah. into it. The, the fighters love it. Rose was all hyped. Like, she was into it. Mm -hmm. Like, doing mm -hmm. her thing. So I don't know, man. I wish he was, I wish he was a fan too. But then again, like, like people are protective over like their spot and stuff. So I could see the frustration. But he's Bruce Buffer, bro. He's, yeah, he's invincible to me, dude. Yeah, he's untouchable. I, he's the greatest. I mean, he's not gonna lose his spot, basically. And you know, I'm sure like you are not the first person that's ever done that in terms of imitating him or trying to. Oh, do we've something seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it here. We've seen, we've seen people, people in wrestling who are very good. Yeah. Do, yeah, we've seen people kind of try to do the 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 
Bruce Buffer shtick. And I can see where he's again. You can see this in the middle, right? You can take your point. You can see he's protective of his brand and stuff like that. But again, you're a young whippersnapper. You're trying to get into the business, whatever. And imitation should be a form of flattery. Uh, sure. And stuff like that. And then last one for me here. Uh, gotta get your prediction, dude. Uh, Masvidal and Colby Covington. I mean, these are both to me to the best on the mic and hyping a match, right? So right. I'm torn. This is the closest thing to a wrestling. Yeah, drama, I'm, I'm torn. I love Colby's line. gimmick. I love Jorge right. Masvidal's gimmick, right? I, Jorge has that wrestling background. We actually talked to Colby when he was starting out, when he was in, he actually was doing an, an event in Jersey for a wrestling company, and we talked wrestling. to him. This is early Colby. So this is before all the. He was calling out, he's still calling out Tyron Woodley. Yeah, so we we're torn. On the show. Wow. One of the nicest guys you could ever talk to. Yeah, definitely down to earth. Just, you know, I'm torn, dude, but. Give, you're the expert here. You've thrown some knowledge here with us here. What's you, what's what's going to go down on UFC 272 between Masvidal and Covington? It's crazy because if it was just a regular wrestler versus a regular striker, I, you know what I'm saying? I always bet on the wrestler because nine times out of ten, it's going to be harder to knock somebody out than it is to just lay on you. You know, it's easier to crotch sniff. But anyway, um, the, the thing with this match is, these two really have a problem. This is like you and your best buddy going way back. You guys know each other in and out, right? Like nobody knows you like your best friend. And I would imagine nobody knows how to beat you like your best friend. Like my boys, like we we play all the time. And like, I'll tell you what, I know exactly how to whoop all of them. You know, th there's, a, there's a game plan and they've trained so much together. I think frustration and emotion is going to come into this one. Kind of like when Colby fought Usman. I don't mm. think it was necessarily wrestling versus wrestling and it canceled each other out. So they striked. I don't, I don't really think that way. I think it was like, I really hate this guy. He really hates me. Let's just punch each other in the face. Cause they barely even went for takedowns. So ultimate prediction. I have to go with Masvidal, not just cause he's my boy. I think it's going to end up turning into a slugfest. I think emotions are going to take over, and I think once Mazadal really starts hurting Colby, you get flustered like really bad, and like the takedowns don't come as easy, and and you and you you're thinking of more of shelling up and escaping rather than that, you know. So I got to go with Mazadal. I it, I see it being a TKO, and it probably the third, probably the third or the fourth, because Colby's Colby's pretty good, you know. I, the first round. If if he needed to, he he could probably just clinch with him and 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 exit into the second round. But eventually, that's going to wear. But Colby's got a hell of a gas tank, uh, and even Dana White said it himself: he'd be the champion if it wasn't for Kamara Usman. So yeah, I mean that's where I mean I'll, I'll give my prediction real quick too. I, I think it's going to Kobe Covington because you know, I'll take off what you just said too. It's based on emotion. And yeah. who, who's rivaling that emotion? I mean, you're hearing Masvidal saying things like he's going to leave him a bloody mess. He's going to impact his life in a negative way. That's how badly he wants to hurt him. Yeah. So in this long term. I mean, nobody ever talks like that. I mean, that's like a wrestling problem in terms of you want to ruin this guy's life for the rest of his life, right? Are you sure that's not an email you sent me that you're actually reading or not? Uh, uh, I, I just want to tackle the emails <laughs> I sent you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, um, this sounds like a f uh, email he you sent me like last week. But anyways, yeah. uh, if, the, if I'm, I'm writing one right now as I'm talking, <laughs> um, but as I'm taking a multitasker here, but I think emotion plays into that factor because if Kamar Usman's so concerned of hurting Kobe Covington, that can really work against him. And the only thing I've ever learned, you know, even when we did an interview with Kobe Covington, 
Everyone has a plan to, until they get punched in the face. I think even Mike Tyson said that, right? He's yeah. the first time I heard him say it. The worst thing you can ever do in a fight is go in there full of emotion. Right. That's what it's all about. And I think that's where Covington has such a great uh, advantage in terms of the mind game. A lot of people sometimes just think of him as a wrestler. This guy's got pretty decent striking as well. So I just think the frustration of trying to knock out and hurt Kobe Covington is going to work against Kamara. Uh, is going to not Kamara is going to work against Jorge Masvidal, and that's where you know I think this is going. You know, it's a five round fight, right? I think yeah. it's going all the way down there, and uh, it'll really test the gas tank of, of Jorge because you know I can't remember the last time I've seen him in a five round fight like that where. Last time it was against Usman, but again, it was only a short notice where he got the title shot against him, but he was gassed. And he cut so much weight for that fight and still went yeah. five rounds. I don't think cardio is too much of an issue. And I think Masvidal striking is like leaps and bounds way better than Covington's. Like if, yeah. it, if it does come down to a striking match, Colby, he's got good hands. He He's done his thing. He's pieced up some people. He got a good chin too. I mean, he took a lot of punishment yeah. from Usman. And, yeah. you know, he's knocked down a couple times upcoming. It's a whole different ball game, you know. I I feel the only way for Colby to win is to wrestle. He must wrestle. Yeah. He he's gonna have to take this dude down, and if he doesn't, he is fucked, like for sure. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this is a huge reason why I wanted to have you on the show here too, is get you here before the before the fight because I want sure. to get your uh, your take. Yeah, yeah, and I want to more, yeah, and I want to ask one more thing too. I mean, we're talking about wrestling in the interconnection between MMA, just this this beautiful combination of the you know, Ronda Rousey's now part of WrestleMania. She was a UFC fighter. Brock Lesnar went back and forth. You know, Conor McGregor might make his way over there. You know, it just it's it's an endless list of possibilities, right? But the thing yeah. I want to ask you too is that when you look at WWE before during the Monday Night War, they defeated WCW. They were the only game in town. Now WWE is the still the machine that runs it all, yeah. basically. Catch up. I mean, you have AEW, you have all these other promotions, Impact, Huge Camp Pro Wrestling, you know, the list goes on and on. With MMA, there really doesn't seem to be a viable second. Before, I thought it was Elite, uh, Elite XC, then Bellator is trying, but it really seems like they're taking guys that have been released from UFC and trying to right. name for themselves. I mean, and then you have bare-knuckle fighting, so you're having other options here, but... If you were to look at the landscape of MMA, I mean, what do other companies you feel need to do in order to, to kind of garner some ground? Because UFC is dominating the entire MMA world right now. Right. And so WWE yeah. right now. If you're a fan, MMA. where do you get that variety? I remember I used to watch Pride, and I was like, this is so cool. It's an alternative from so UFC. Cool. It was what, so what, cool. What, what other alternatives are there that you think would be viable to do, not yeah. compete with UFC, to be that that other alternative, high rollers Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know what? <laughs> I I think I I think that you know they have so much attention. UFC, there's so many eyes on the product, and they've done such a good job at being the leader of the sport, creating stars. Right? Anytime you name a really good MMA athlete, pretty much from UFC. Bellator has done a pretty good job with MVP. Like, I really hope to see MVP maybe come up to UFC one day. Like, that guy, that dude's a star. Even though he lost uh, to Lima, he came back. So, um, I think the only thing that they need to do is, I, I think I think people need to focus on uh, making stars. Like, and like, so, like, even for AEW, you know, even though they're kind of sucking up talent that is being dropped from, from WWE, um, they're doing a good job at playing to their stars and they're getting celebrities in there too, like Shaq and stuff like that. So I think like pushing the envelope, 
doing something nobody else kind of has done and creating stars. It's the only thing you can really do. I mean, and like, I keep going like back to MVP. Cause like, to me, like if he's fighting, I will, I'll watch that on Bellator. Like hundred percent. I think Bellator is number two. If, if for, as far as like MMA. Gotcha. I mean, one's massive. I heard one's like bigger than everything combined, but just on that side of the water, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, so I, I don't know. It's just I don't know what these guys got to do. They have to create stars, though. You have to you have to do something that makes you want to tune in, yeah. right? And, and for me, and for me, I just want there to be more opportunities for other people to showcase themselves too, because not everybody can make it to the UFC. So just like with the business of pro wrestling, the more sure. companies there are, the better it is more for the fans for the and more success for the for the talent. Right. Same thing for MMA. I just want there to be more places for guys to hone their craft and better themselves and become stars, and not necessarily have to be it's UFC or bust. I think that rock, sure. that rock no, sure. sponsorship that they got now with the shoes thing, I think that's going to be good for them to market too, right? Oh, better with, than Reebok. Uh, Reebok was yeah. terrible. Uh, get, get the faces out there. Get them out there more and stuff like that. Listen, dude, uh, man, we could talk for hours here, but uh, listen, I want to thank you so much for giving us your time. Of for course, sure, March 5th, you got UFC 272. Man, listen, love to have you back on uh, you know, down the road and, and talk sure. some more stuff, dude. This has been an awesome conversation. Hey, closer to Mania, too. We, we can talk about WrestleMania. Yeah. I know, still, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm going this year just because my schedule is so mm -hmm. crazy. It's so random, and the, the, game, the fight game is mm -hmm. so crazy. Yeah. But uh, I might, I might not. I don't really know. Uh, Jeff, he's, he's, he's big shine now. My, uh, my schedule. schedule. No, like no, because honestly, no. Well, it's no. low key. It's it's lo it's low key. But I'm supposed yeah. I'm supposed to be doing an audition for uh, a company. Uh, yeah. Not MMA. Not MMA. But um, yeah, if that that audition is being held the exact same day. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, we're, just, we're just. We're, 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 we're no. Just no. You're good. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> But, I want to uh, go. I, I want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that yeah. on the record. If somebody want to buy me a fucking ticket? Let me know. Matt, here's the thing. We'll all meet when WrestleMania is in Las Vegas because you know it's going to be down there. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I heard it was. Um, mm -hmm. I heard it was Texas. I heard it's Hollywood, and then it's here, like guaranteed. Oh, I'm, I can't wait, so, man. Got to be that's it. 2024, I think. Yeah, that stadium is awesome. That stadium is awesome. We went there for SummerSlam. Uh, I was there too. Oh, okay. See, so uh, definitely down the road that we uh, gotta get, uh, get together for an event, dude. I, I, I should have won that SummerSlam announcer contest. Oh, you should have. You, yeah. you should have. Yeah, man. I, I, I hashtagged that in the Mazadal video, and I think that's what kind of caught like the, okay. the fire. It was all the gotcha. WWE fans like, "What the fuck?" Like, dude, no know. joke. When we saw that, I was telling Jeff. The, 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 the guy, Matt, the Matt who's the one who did the, the Bruce Buff, he should have been part of that. He yeah. He out of the water. Yeah, well, more doors are going to open. Yeah, more, more doors will open soon for you, brother. I got to believe that, man. You got that voice, that energy, that passion. It's not dude. a matter of if. It's a matter of yeah, when. He is right. Matt Hot Mike Perino. Got to bob and weave through the options, baby. Perino. That's my <laughs> the, the feedback. The feedback. The <laughs> feedback. <laughs> All right, but, Matt, but Matt, honestly, from us, the Jersey Rank crew, the trendsetter, the scoundrel Jeff, we really want to say we appreciate Jeff to give us your time. But again, we are so happy and content because here's the thing. We love having people on the show that we see them garner success. And it's not because you deserve anything because you've really earned all the success you're getting, yeah. man. We're extremely happy for you, man. We can't wait to see what the appreciate future holds for you. And we'll, you will definitely have our support 100% all the way, man. Love it. Love keep it. Thank you, brother. guys. And thank all the super dope fans out there. Dude, you guys are everything, man. It's all about the fans, bro.